Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Houdat Nation, and welcome to the Dome Patrol Podcast. Hey, uh, thank you for joining us, Houdat Nation. We wanted to jump in. Um, I'm here with James. This is Wesley, and we're, we're wanting to do a a uh, quick little Saturday episode. We kind of were talking and we thought there was some interesting things that really about the team needed to be talked about. Um, so, uh, like I said, uh, James is here with me today. James, how are you doing? All good. All good. Enjoying my uh, in-between Christmas and New Year break. Yeah, you got a couple weeks off, so uh, glad you're enjoying yes. that. So, um, you know, kind of what I want to talk about is, um, you know, uh, really sad that Jason can't be here today. Um, he is working. Um, but, uh, you know, Jason has talked a lot for years, <laughs> for years and years, um, about accountability with the saints. Um, and I think this year it's reared its ugly head where we've all kind of used the word accountability a lot, um, with, uh, you know, whether it's Derek Carr or Dennis Allen or Pete Carmichael, or maybe even Mickey at this point, like who, who's holding people accountable, um, and, and questioning them. Um, and a few things have happened this year where, some people have been held accountable and I'm not sure if it's the right people. Um, and we want to talk about like how, how, who's been held accountable and why, and then how they've responded to it. So, um, you know, two people this year that have been held accountable and by accountable, I mean, they have lost playing time or been publicly benched in the middle of a game is, is Trevor Penning and Alante Taylor. Um, and I don't want to make excuses necessarily for either one of them, but just the simple facts is uh, Trevor Penning should be playing better. He's a, a top, you know, top half of the first round draft pick. Uh, or mid middle of the first round draft pick. Um, he was injured in his rookie season. This is his second year, and he hasn't been the, the the cog of being the left tackle of protecting the quarterback that we want him to be. Um, we all talked about that. We thought the success of the offense could ebb and flow with how good Trevor Penning was this year, and we hoped he'd be better. Um, he wasn't good against the run or the pass, and he oh. got benched um, big time. And like where he even came out where he wasn't even the the person reporting as eligible for a while which is strange for a guy his size and strength like you'd think that'd be the perfect role if he couldn't play something better um, he was just in on field goals and extra points that's all he was going in for yeah basically stuff he just you have to have an extra person for um so yeah. you know uh, we're going to keep using the word trevor penning was held accountable for um whether it was, it was just performance on the field regardless of how he got there um, and then now this past uh, in the game against the Rams, uh, Elante Taylor um, was was benched in the middle of a game very publicly. And 
So I've been hard on Alante Taylor this year. I don't think it's Alante Taylor's fault. I think he was put in a position that wasn't fair to him. One, coming out, he was a super athletic defender, but but not necessarily polished and, and all that. He made up for a lot of his uh, mistakes by just being long and athletic and fast, which can lead to being a good defender. And then this year, he was thrown into a brand new position. And honestly, was he, he was maybe thrown into a brand new position like right before the season started. Because he was competing for a Debo for the number two cornerback. And then it was yeah. kind of like he worked a little bit in the slot, but he was splitting time. And then all of a sudden, right before the season starts, we cut Bradley Roby and name Alante Taylor the starter, which, again, I, I don't think is putting him in a, a good position for success. Um, and then now, again, second-year player, but first-year playing a brand-new position that he's never played that he also didn't work out a lot in the offseason, um, is being publicly benched um, in the middle of a game um, for a, I'm going to, Ugo Amadi is an undrafted you know, um, player. So, James, are these, are these the two right people that should have been publicly benched and talked about and lost their starting position? Um, I guess Alonzo Taylor is going to get his back. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. But um, these second-year players playing new positions or one of was injured last year like are they the right guys to be uh publicly ridiculed and benched or whatever we're going to call it so i think that neither player has performed up to the standards that we true hoped and needed them to to but you can say that about 20 players on this roster this year at least 20 you know so almost half the roster has been disappointed it is good to see that somebody in the coaching staff is taking accountability for something and and almost punishing poor performance but to answer your question no it's not the right people it's not the right people that like you said they're a second year the two second year players aren't they they're both in the second year both drafted in the same year right yeah both 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 of them are rookies last year yeah yeah so when you've got your 150 million dollar quarterback playing poorly with somebody who backs him up, who can do a job, has tread on the tires when it comes to playing in the league. He's the first person that should have been under a microscope to that level because he has to be held to a higher standard than two two rookies or two second year players. Yeah, um, and I mean, and, and I mean, and in coaching staff as well. If two rookies, if we're talking about two rookies that. Um, most people believed coming into the league had the the tools to be successful from what you saw on tape and when you talked to them and you understood football, uh, whoever talked to them before the draft believed both of these guys would be successful. Um, one, like they don't, neither one seem to be uh, lazy players that won't work hard. So, nope. so I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to guess without being at practices that Trevor Pilling is willing, willing to work and be coached. Elante Taylor's willing to work and be coached so if you drafted players that are capable of playing then maybe they're not getting the right development to take advantage of the tools that they have um now i think that there can be both things can be true like somebody can be able to sit down and have an interview and talk to you and be willing to work but just not be able to grasp a concept i i think that's yeah. that's purely um definitely possible um so i don't want to just say that they're not at fault at all. Um, and I agree with you. They have neither one. Both of them deserve to be benched. I'm not saying don't bench them. I'm just saying don't bench them first. <laughs> um, or don't 
even if it's not benching, um, publicly going, this isn't okay. This person here needs to play better. Or even the person themselves going, this has been my fault. I own this. I'm holding myself accountable. The, the only way to hold people accountable isn't to bench them. I don't want to say that. I think there's um, other conversations that could be had with the media and with fans that makes um, us know that there's at least a, a, a culture of accountability and that people are going to have to do their best and actually perform on the field rather than just want to. Kind of sets It kind of sets the wrong example. Um, and by that, I mean, there are players who are clearly performing worse than those two players are and were and have done over a longer period. I mean, Trevor Penning had, what, three and a half games before he got benched at the start of the year? Penning may have been the worst of the 20 players that you're talking about. I mean, I'm not saying that. Possibly. But he also probably, with his experience and youth and his draft, probably should have had a longer, you know, leash to try to get better. So, I mean, there's like, I don't know. I'm not, I don't break down offensive line blocking. Maybe he's the worst offensive lineman in the league. And like, we just had to get him out of there before getting a quarterback hurt. I don't know. Um, but there's other people yeah. been bad, bad too. It was interesting. You use the leash analogy because your rookies should have a slightly longer leash. Than Especially your higher drafted rookies. Your, your first round draft pick. First, first or second rounders. First or yeah. second rounder. Yeah. They, they should have a longer, a, a slightly longer leash. Look, we're not going to bench Derek Carr. It's not. It's not going to happen. Clearly. I mean, if it was going to happen, it would have happened weeks ago. We're past that point now. But there are other players. Cam Jordan. Cam he only Jordan. got benched because um, of injury. Like, he only exa- lost exactly. snaps because of injury. And he hasn't gotten them back. Thank goodness he hasn't gotten them back. And I'm sure they can keep, for respect to Cam, keep saying, well, he's still snap count. He's he's dealing with this. I mean, I'm fine with keeping that up to, to have respect for Cam. But he he was not good enough this year. No, no, no. He absolutely, he absolutely hasn't been. Um, you know, Ryan Ramchek's been disappointing this year. He is dealing with an injury, and we know about his knees and things like that. You know, Caesar Ruiz has not had a good has not had a good season. When you know we signed his deal in the offseason, we thought last year, oh, actually, he's turned the corner and he's really kind of mm-hmm. kind of pushing on. Um, so it it does set the wrong example in the fact that if you have a a name or a contract, you seem to be able to get away with poor performance more than if you're a young, cheaper. It's definitely not the position because last year, um, our starting quarterback was held to a, a different standard than this year's quarterback. Yes, um, very much. As far so. as losing your position, being publicly ridiculed, and then <laughs> never playing a snap again, um, it, it, was, it was very different. Now, the the other thing, and I, again, want to, um, again, neither one of these players has played well enough, but just to take it full circle too, both of these players, I want to commend them on the way they've handled this fair or unfair um, benching. Um, Trevor Penning, the first and only interviews we've seen with him since then, he completely owned, I did not play well enough. I need to work more. I need to be better. He didn't say anything about, well, you know, the concepts don't really make sense or, you know, the quarterback called out the wrong. He didn't do any of that. It was I, me, I got to do it. And Alante Taylor, the same thing. Now, um, I, um, I I know there was some frustration on the sideline from Alante Taylor where he went and just sat on the bench. 
Um, but uh, apparently um, Tyron Matthew and some other um, players came up and talked to him and got him kind of, you know, up to um, be on, be standing up and all. But he this week has said, I'll be starting again this next week, but I got benched because of me. I did not have eye discipline. I did not do my job well enough. I have to do better. Um, definitely wasn't, didn't say anything about, well, I only had two weeks to work on this position and, you know, our whole defense has been playing terrible. Why am I the scapegoat? He didn't do any of that. And, you know, no, I wouldn't no, have no. to, I wouldn't have to cover people for six seconds if our defensive line got any pressure, or maybe if we had a cool blitz package that ever that made a quarterback get rid of the ball. None of that from him, which, um, I mean, would have, would have been wrong, but also would have been fair. Yeah. Um, so, and then when Dennis and I just, you know, the other side of it, when Dennis Allen, and Derek Carr have been asked by media about their play and them being a better, they've kind of had these snide remarks about, oh, there's just so much negativity with the fans and the media. And, you know, we, we we're doing this and it's, I don't know, kind of more of explaining or just being snarky with their response rather than going, no, no. I've got to work on me. I need to like step away and like I I wasn't the right fit as the starter. I've got to get better and be better for this team. It's it's kind of a weird mix of again rather than they might Derek Carr might say those words sometimes, but the way he's saying them is like, do you believe that you should be being better and work harder? They're trying to use the us against the world kind of um, message to the team, but it came across in such a immature childish way and it says quite a lot when your second year rookie or your second year players have the more mature responses than your head coach and a quarterback who's been in the league for 10 years well Derek I mean Dennis Allen's been trying to avoid questions for a while now about in the, with the after games uh, about Derek Carr and you know programmed responses sounds like a rope an AI robot kind of putting and then the game against the Giants after that, which the Giants are terrible. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he starts off his press conference with, "Well, let me just say that our quarterback played well," because I know you guys aren't going to ask about that. It's like, okay, well, you didn't you didn't want to talk, you didn't want to answer when he was playing terrible, or through ridiculous interceptions. But like, it's just it, it's it's weird. And again, I just want to commend Penny and Taylor, regardless of if they're ever going to have be great starters in this league, they're at least saying the right things that would make you think. Yeah. Uh, it's like Dennis Allen was trying to be Sean Payton without Sean Payton's confidence behind the message that he was trying to deliver. Because you know, Sean Payton, Sean Payton could be petty with the media. You've seen it for years, and he still is, and he still is now. Um, but you know, on, on the Alante Taylor thing, and, and you know, and him, himself, he was really candid um, in an interview he did this week. I think with Cap Terrell, I saw some tweets about it. Uh, you know, he, he admitted that the issue in the Rams game started because, and I don't know if you remember the play, uh, Puka Nakua caught a ball and it was given as a catch, but it didn't look like it was a catch. And the Saints didn't even bother to challenge it. And and Alonte Taylor says that kind of made him mad that they didn't review it. And he said he, he just kind of checked out. And on the very next play, if Matt Stafford hits Puka Nakua, rather than overthrowing him, it's a walk-in, it's a walk-in 50-yard touchdown or whatever it is. Um, but for me, the big thing was when he says that, you know, he was on the sideline with a towel over his head, really, really kind of not feeling, not feeling great about it, angry, pouting, pissed pouting. off. Let's, let's say he was pouting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, just say that. And he said that um, Derek Carr came over to him and said that uh, you've got the right to feel however you want to feel. 
said, but the important thing is you still need to support your teammates. And I think that is a tiny little bit hypocritical because we've seen publicly on the field Derek Carr chew out his teammates. So, I mean, and what, I mean, I guess it would have been more appropriate if Derek Carr would have walked over and go, hey, man, as soon as you made the mistake, before the play was over, if you would have started screaming at one of the safeties and made everybody think it was their fault, you wouldn't be sitting over here right now. You got to have immediate reaction to blame someone else, even if it's clearly your fault. I mean, and, and then you'd still be in the game. Like, you got to have quicker processing of this. That's what it, that, we're sure that's not what Derek Carr said. Maybe that's what he did tell him and said, you know, in a couple of years time, you'll have that down to a T. And then when somebody when you make a mistake, you'll immediately find somebody that's... and blame them for it completely. So, yeah, it's just it just felt a little bit hypocritical to me that that was the message that Derek Carr was delivering. And now I think, you know, you mentioned it. Tyron Matthew went over to speak to him and, uh, and yeah. a couple of other players who probably you're going <laughs> to you'd respect a little bit more. I, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, sure. they may respect Derek Carr. I, I, I don't, it doesn't look like they do, to be honest. But Tyron Matthew is probably him, Cam Jordan and Demario, the leaders of that defense. You know, they're the three most experienced players. When they talk, you're going to listen. Yep. So, I mean, I just, uh, bringing it full circle, I want to say I'm, I'm, I guess, glad that we're attempting to hold some sort of accountability. Um, I'm, Wondering if we're only doing this because there's been so much publicity about people not being held accountable. And now we're just kind of doing the minimum of, you know, who can we sort of just make an example of so that we don't have to hold the real people accountable. Um, so, so I think that, that that's interesting. And I, I, um, I don't know I, I if, if we're going to do it, let's be all in on this accountability thing. Um, and maybe, Maybe some parts of slowing it down is the fact that um, this organization still thinks they have a shot at winning the division um, and winning these last two games while Tampa Bay loses the last two games. Um, maybe after this week, uh, maybe there's a loss to Tampa Bay. Maybe we actually see some people held accountable. We have some honest interviews when we were saying like, okay, we're not making the playoffs. Let's maybe. So I, I, the only thing I could hope is that they're just kind of keeping that a little bit together or the yeah. in case um so that the, the the craziness happens the last the last two weeks of the season any uh, final thoughts from you James some accountability is good but I still don't think it's necessarily being directed directed in the right way and towards the right people agreed so that's all the show we have for you right now we're going to thank our loyal listeners for downloading each week and telling all your friends about the Dome Patrol podcast you can follow us on all socials that's Instagram Facebook and X at Dome Patrol podcast Uh, you want to participate in game day chat you can send us a DM on X to get an invitation to the discord server and don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app give each episode a five star rating comment set up auto download so you can listen to the Dome Patrol podcast anytime anywhere The Dome Patrol podcast is the official Saints podcast of the Fans First Sports Network.